good. Oh god, I had to. All right, Noah, what's up? Uh, not much, man. Not too much. <clears throat> Happy solid birthday, win. Jeff Mead. Uh, solid Wednesday. Continue. Yeah, yeah, solid Wednesday in BMX. Happy birthday, Jeff Mead. Thought I have to that... buy him a new Audi for his birthday. <laughs> yeah. I thought that'd be a great way to start off the uh, the stream, you know? Jeff the joke. <clears throat> Apparently we started early. I put 9 o'clock. Yeah, what are you talking about, man? I'm not know. on time to anything. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, uh, happy Wednesday. Are you recovered yeah, from yeah. Cornhucket yet? Yeah, I was recovered. Dude, that 10-hour drive will sober you up real quick. Dude, I didn't recover until... I don't even know if I'm you recovered yet. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you guys were at a pit stop in Illinois at like fucking 8 o'clock at night or some shit. You guys had a late one, didn't you? Yeah, we didn't even get headed back home until like... We didn't really get headed back home until like 8 o'clock. That is unbelievable. I couldn't do that, dude. Yeah, but then we randomly, or maybe it was before that, we randomly ran into Joe Battaglia at a gas station. Really? Yeah, like... A wild Joey Bags, dude? Yeah, it was so random because they left to go to Omaha and go to some haunted something or another, and then we randomly ran into him. I figured he was starting a trip. That's usually what they do is they, like, springboard from there somewhere else. Yeah. It was a. It was really nice to see him there. It was like a total surprise. I was like running around right when the mega started, and there was just a, a wild Joey Bags there, shirt already off, just <laughs> hanging out. You know. Yeah. Um, Jeff's or fucking still talking about Jeff. Joey's one of my favorites, dude. Blasting a big turn down on the uh, giant wall. <clears throat> yeah, showed up, shut the wall down, and then just fucked off into the indoor all day, and apparently shredded in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, then, and then popped out to see, um, well, I guess I won't talk about that until later, but. Talk about what? So, what he, so he was at the trails, but I want to, I want to structure our corn hucket. Um, oh, you have a plan? Our corn hucket review. Uh, sort of. You know, one of these days I'll get good at doing these things. Cause I have like, I have talking points, you know, and I'll like, I'll text Casey about stuff like that's just kind of what we do i got so much time in the car to think like driving 10 hours you know and brie falls asleep as, as soon as we pull out of the fucking driveway so i basically drive 10 hours by myself and then so yeah, i just think about bmx and like dumb shit and Jeez. listen to bad emo music so <laughs> bad emo music oh hey yeah. shout out to nowhere i'm wearing the new shirt big shout out to nowhere yeah that's a that's a solid transition dude you you playing that right there <laughs> no uh see that's what's funny about what you just said about planning talking points and yeah. uh all this stuff i don't plan anything i just go I sh <laughs> shouldn't have, shouldn't have said anything I just be like speaking of nowhere let's go ahead and <laughs> recap corn but, uh, uh, i guess that's what we're doing yeah i think it deserves it um yeah dude corn um before I like we drill into like specific things that like we want to talk about, I just want to talk about like the general consensus consensus of this year's corn hucket. Um, and I, I don't think it's much different than like any other year. It's just that like it's a good event, you know, and like all the people that are there are fucking awesome. It's just like 
Mason said in that one episode of The Scene's Not Dead, it's like a fucking religious experience. You go out there, you get your soul right, and then you're just, you're reset. You're good to go, man. Um, yeah, it's a fucking bad. magical place. Not a bad description of it. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it was like double special for me, too, because like last year when I went, it was my first Cornhawk hit, yeah. and it was the it was three days after I bought the HHR off of Carl, right? So I bought yeah. the car, drove it home, and then Friday after work, I registered it and then took it to Cornhawk hit. First time I ever drove it anywhere, 10 hours. Jeez. And then this year, um, after the crash, after Bree got in the crash in it, this is the first trip after I rebuild it. And I don't know if you guys have figured this out, but I'm not a fucking mechanic. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, uh, it was one of the most nerve-wracking 10 hours of my fucking life. But <laughs> made it. It made it all the way there, all the way back. Yeah, so. I meant to ask you about the drive home in the newly redone. Yeah, when I got home and was, like, doing the once-over in the in the driveway, there was some loose bolts, but they're Loctited now. They're good to go. Uh, <laughs> that's not I, scary at all. Uh, and they were important bolts, too. Oh, you know? that's <laughs> definitely not scary at all. Yeah. No, it wasn't just, like, some fender bolts or something. It was, like, they were important bolts that were, like, <laughs> oh my. Not, not even, like, snug. I mean, like, they were, you know, backed off, and I was like, fuck, that would have came out. That would have been a bad day. But, uh, <laughs> It made it, yeah. Um, it made it. I got a new starter in it now. So, like, the whole trip, I went down there. I didn't, like, so I broke the solenoid, the starter solenoid lug off my starter. So I had to crawl under there with, like, alligator clips and, like, use the steel me junction. But, uh, <laughs> and that's how you started it every single time. Yeah, yeah. So I just tried, I started it, you know, once a night because we were, like, charging phones and shit in there. So I would just start it, like, before we went to bed so the battery wouldn't die and yeah then ended up needing to jump before we left anyways but um no more of that i got a key start now <laughs> oh my god see that's yeah. what uh that's that's what people should know about noah and bmx that if you don't already is that that is the core of bmx sending it not knowing whether or not you're gonna make it but just doing it because you want to be there there was one point where I, I thought the trip was fucking over. It was like, we were like seven hours in, and Bree's asleep at this point. Seven hours. It, it would have had to have been, a, this is midnight, right? And we're driving across 52 somewhere in Missouri, and it's when, like, you're going through the hills. It's like a two-lane highway. Yeah. Um, and there's nobody on the road for miles. Pitch blackout, just me. We come up over this hill. And just in the middle of my lane, I'm in the fast lane doing, you know, maybe 80. Speed limit 70, so not nothing too crazy. Just cruising along. Yeah. I come up over this hill. Very, like, crest of the hill, center of the lane is this, like, 8 by 2 fucking black box. It's, like, 2 foot tall, and I'm hurtling at it, right? Yeah. And I was like, that. that's that's fucking it. Like, there's no way I can get out of the no way I can get out of the way of this thing. Like, I just, I got to nail it. And we like, I smashed it, dude. And I thought, I, for all I know, it's a fucking Black and Decker grill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, I didn't see it. So we pull over. It sounded like we hit a brick wall. Bree wakes up out of a dead sleep. She's like, what in the fuck was that? I was like, I don't know. So I pulled over and I'm sitting on the side of 52 with like a DeWalt light, like looking at the underside of my car. She's all good. Never turn it off. Just drove all the way to Cornhugget. Lost a, I lost a, a fog light cover 
and uh, I dented the shit out of my brand new muffler. Like I welded it on the night before I left. I don't know how to weld either, so that, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> the welds are all shitty. It, Sam Bustle would be upset. I'll just say it like that. No, it killed them off, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might add, dude, for all I know, it could have been a body in a box, dude. It was bad. The thing was heavy, too. So, but yeah. you got you got there. You made it. Yeah, made it. And I made it home. So, even better, you know? What's uh? So, what's next in your structured cornhook at conversation? Yeah. Um, well kind of like specific things is there anything that jumps out at you you want to you want to preach on about corn hucket um i don't know i think this year i found a little bit more about corn hucket after dark than i did last year <laughs> because i yeah. i think i stayed up way way later yeah and it was awesome and i'm actually really excited <laughs> for those videos specifically to come out because there's like four of them and one of them may or may not involve Dave Norrie doing Flatland on Carl's kitchen table in his house. Oh, that was the night before I got there, wasn't it? No, that was the night of Cornhucket. You were outside and I just happened to walk inside whenever oh. this was going to be starting. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to start recording. And then, Is... go ahead. I was just wondering if that's like some kind of like nervous tick Dave Nori has, where it's like if he like feels uncomfortable in a setting, he's like, "What? What can I flatland on?" Because the ne <laughs> the next night he was flatlanded on a fucking fire. It's like <laughs> no, uh, no, Carl requested him to do it oh, because okay. last year, uh, Carrie, Carl's wife, was asleep when Dave yeah. tried to flatland in the kitchen, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she got woken up. And this year she was awake. And so Carl's like, I'm going to request it right now while she's here to say that it's okay. And the entire time I'm like filming this and I'm like, there's no way this video is going to end up on the internet. <laughs> there's no way. And so I double checked. I have blessings to put it on the internet. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome to be honest. Cause like the situation, I'm not going to talk too deep about it. Cause I want people to like, be stoked when they see it and not know exactly right. what's going to happen but like what the situation was meant that there had to be people helping out so that certain things wouldn't go wrong so there's three people in this and i don't know if dan disabled dan saved his instagram story from this or not but he's he's helping and he's filming a story so he's got his phone facing him He's using the front-facing camera, and he's eating chips. And then he turns the camera around, and it's Dave Norrie. <laughs> and, and then he turns it back around, and he just keeps eating the chips super casually. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, dude. The, the after parties were definitely highlight of the fucking highlight of the weekend. And I don't and want that to be my... Uh, my like main takeaway here it yeah, was just yeah, that yeah. that was something i didn't experience as much of last year so i i guess uh the main takeaway before we go anywhere else is just how many people were stoked and like smiling and also losing their minds at all of the crazy things that happened all day long it literally like 
the way people talk about Swamp Fest is the way people talk about Cornhuck it with how much they're stoked on it. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with, with like, the difference, I think, is, like, there's a lot of people that are down to go to Swamp Fest, right? Because it's not as, like, personal as a, as a Cornhuck it. But, like, you go to Cornhuck it, and it, it would be hard for me to pick, like, an MVP of Cornhuck it, right? Like, there's a couple of people that I want to talk about that I've got written down here. But, like, anybody who's willing to, like, just, you know, trek out to some dirt road in Nebraska and sleep in Crazy Carl's backyard, like, they're fucking, they're a real BMXer, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's a different breed of people that, that go. And, and the vibes are so good. I fucking hate that phrase. But, like, <laughs> the atmosphere is so genuine that I think um, think they should be bigger than they are. But then also you kind of lose some of that magic because it is just Carl's backyard. You know, if you get you get 3,000 people back there, you're going to have a bad time. So. I don't know. You might have a really good time. Oh, yeah. I'll have a really good time, but Carl's going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, no, The my first my first takeaway is definitely the uh, the after parties. So we got a little rowdy the second night, but, like, the first night we were just, like, drinking beer around a campfire, and it was, it was just really good. It was just a bunch of, like, dudes listening to Lucero fucking drinking domestic beer and having a good time um which is i mean that's the heart of bmx you know mm-hmm. uh, the second night we got a little too rowdy <laughs> I, I don't want to apologize to anybody i kept up with my megaphone but we were having a good time <clears throat> like uh, like we went to start that fire and uh like we didn't have any firewood because it's just like we, we were already pissed drunk by like 10 so everybody's like looking at me because I don't know why they do that, but they're like, no, we need firewood. I'm like, I don't know where the fucking firewood is. Do I look like I live here or something? You're a natural-born leader. I just started screaming into my megaphone. I was like, hey, fuckers, bring me firewood. (laughs) Did that for like a solid five minutes, and then Mason White just comes out of like the darkness. He's like, you need firewood? (laughs) He's just like that nice. He's just like, hey, buddy, you need firewood? (laughs) Actually, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So he just like, he just hops on some random four-wheeler that just happens to be sitting next to us with the keys in it, which is like the most nowhere BMX thing ever. He's just like, oh, let's get on the four-wheeler, and it's just there. <laughs> with and a trailer like, on it. <laughs> yeah, it just pulls a trailer around. He's like, I sit on the trailer, and he drives me out back to just like the most Midwestern pile of like disassembled ramps and leaves and twigs and shit, and I just started like loading up wood, right? Mm-hmm. So I spent like 10 minutes just like piling wood onto this damn trailer. And then I turn around to, like, leave. Mason's fucking gone, dude. There's no Mason anymore. So I'm just sitting there with this running four-wheeler in just, you know, the middle of nowhere BMX compound. And there's, like, five or six little... Or not five or six. That's a shit ton. There's, like, three or four little campfires going on around. So I'm, like, poking in these little campfires. Like, Mason, what's going on? And... I didn't bring the megaphone like a dumbass would have made it a lot easier. I spent yeah. like 15 minutes looking for Mason standing by his like running four-wheeler until <laughs> eventually I see him like walking up the trail, like just kind of walking around. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, probably like just like like cruising for Poon or something. I don't know what he was doing, but <laughs> but, but, but he, walk, he walks up and he's like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, oh shit, what's going on here? Like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I got distracted. 
And I was like, ah, that's good. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the vibe of the of the corn huck at after hours, dude. It's uh, a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of mischievous actions. <laughs> it's a good time. Put it yeah, that yeah. way. It's a great fire time. riders. Yeah, fire riders. Yes, there's a lot of fire BMX riding or BMX biking to be proper in 2022 uh, that went down and it was fun. It was fun to watch. Dave Norris shows up with a mustache. He's a completely different fucking person. (laughs) He just turned into a completely different Dave Norris with that mustache. It's funny how Dave came up, did his flatland, and then just kind of left. And he, like, started it and then just kind of (laughs) wandered. What, the... The, the fl- fire? Yeah. The fire flatland? Yeah. Yeah. Carl came around, like, after he was done putting on his fire demo, and he was, like, throwing us all under the bus. So I walk over there, and he's already trying to do, like, endos and shit on the, on the fire ring. And then it, you, you know, it devolved from there into him, like, like, pulling up a... He had that picnic table in the fucking fire. Like, I thought it was going <laughs> to go up, because it, it had rained the night before, so it was fine. But, like... Yeah. I thought we were gonna have a, a burning table, and uh, a burning table. Yeah. So then Carl walks over, and Nori's like throwing us under the bus, because at first he was like, "Come on, guys, give me trick ideas. Like, what should I do?" And we're like, "Fucking just be Dave Nori. You, you'll figure it out." And then Carl comes over and he's like, "Yeah, all these guys were just telling me I needed to ride the fire. And, <laughs> you know, if there's a crowd, you gotta put on a show." And I was like, "Fucking Dave." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I feel like Carl wants us to talk about the actual event. Yeah, <laughs> Not probably. just talk about shenanigans after the event for the first I got 20 that minutes. Down too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's your who's your Cornhucket MVP? You get a handful of them. Overall of the entire day? Just uh dudes you saw do cool shit. Dudes you like <clears throat> riding with. I feel like my first uh thing i would be thinking about here is like overall mvp of the entire day and well i go weekend because a lot of my favorite stuff didn't even happen on the day of the jam because we kind of skipped over like the like what i kept calling like the real jam because they didn't Mm -hmm. so they didn't do a jam in the indoor because it's hard to i mean you can't they've got so much shit to ride that you've got to like you've got to separate out those events so like this year was like make a wall trails make it jumps um Flatland. so like the night before everybody was like all right we got to shred the indoor because yeah. you know so i i you gotta lump that in there too because some dudes did some shit during that that definitely was like the highlight of it for me but yeah i guess anyway. uh i feel like corn is more of a general term for the entire time i'm at carl's okay. more than just that <laughs> one segment of the day yeah. Even though when I put out the jam, it will or the highlights, it will be mostly just it's just going to be the event, and there's going to be a lot of other stuff, and then there's going to be yeah. Cornhucket the movie, which is like the entire just that day. Cornhucket uh, the movie too. Yeah, that yeah. shot on iPhone 14 <laughs> Pro. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I thought about I thought about hashtagging those clips you sent me shot on iPhone. <laughs> I was like. I can't. I'm fucking. Somebody will call me out. Oh god. Uh, anyways, so if I have to pick a Cornhucket MVP, I, I got it, dude. I, I almost have to go with, like, 
disabled Dan comes to my mind just because yep. no matter where you at, the only thing he didn't ride was Flatland. Yeah, well, and like, he yeah, he's just fucking awesome. Like I, it's uh, like I knew he was a good rider. Like obviously I've seen him on Instagram and stuff. But the cool part about it for me is like when you meet somebody that you know from Instagram. It, okay, let's say like somebody that's well, that sounds kind of shitty too. Like um, somebody who has an Instagram persona. There, we'll say that. Like, cause cause he's like the double flip guy, right? Like, yeah. That's that's disabled Dan. But then you meet him in like at Cornhucket, and he's just a fucking bike rider. Like, mm. I don't think I saw him all weekend. I saw him one time not riding a bike, and it was piss drunk at three a.m. Well, I was <laughs> drunk. He was probably stone cold sober, but like I was fucking flabbergasted. Yeah. You know, it but. He was just, he never put his fucking bike down. He's stoked on everybody. And then, on top of that, like, that's enough for me to, like, make somebody an MVP, right? Like, all you got to do is show up, hold a beer, and, like, go, like, hell yeah, brother! And I'm, like, fucking stoked on you. But he did that and then did two double flips alongside all the other crazy shit he did in the indoor. Like, yeah, he was just, like, like actually one of my favorite fucking riders from that little nowhere crew. I love it. Yeah, he, well, just the way that he was, like, his energy level is always over the top. Obviously, it's different when you're just hanging out, because he's a real person. But, like, when we were riding and everything, the level of energy and stoke that he brought to whatever was going on, it would, I think... 90% 90% of the events at Cornhucket obviously exclude Flatland because there was just the Flatland people doing that. Uh, I think 90% of the events at Cornhucket wouldn't have been even remotely what they were if he wasn't involved with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He just never stops riding. I mean, you know, I, th- I don't even think he took a rest day after Cornhucket, dude. I think he was riding Monday. I think, I think was like... based on Instagram stories, yeah. He just went right back to it. it. It's actually unbelievable. Uh, and also, that dude fell harder than most people all weekend long, jumped back up instantly, and was going again. Yeah, what was that on? Dude, he crashed that... all over the place. He crashed in the building oh, a whole yeah, bunch of times, constantly. like, pretty yeah. hard. He crashed on... He didn't crash on the mega wall, but he crashed on the, uh, the double flip on the mega... <clears throat> Yeah, a yeah, few on times. the dirt jumper. He did the first one. That first double flip he did in the trails. First off, those trails, they're real fucking trails. Like, those trails yeah, those would have made FBM guys proud. Like, they, they were legit. Those weren't dirt jumps. Those were fucking trails. Mm-hmm. And, like, he did that. So, to set the scene here, like, Carl, like, pulled me out of nowhere. He's like, hey, you want to judge this? So, it's yeah. just, like, me and Ted sitting in the back, like, drinking a beer, like, going, like, oh, yeah, that was a sick fucking X up, right? So Dan does one backflip and laced and then you just hear Joey Bags from like back in the corner just go like do the fucking double. <laughs> <laughs> Dan didn't say a word next run he just fucking the most laced double flip I've ever seen in my life. Like I've seen a a decent amount of double flips. <laughs> that was the only double flip I've seen on trails with my own eyes and mm-hmm. re- regardless of that the most laced double flip I've seen in my entire life. So pretty rad he did that on the jump with the most lit too that that oh yeah 
lip was a straight up like steep quarter pipe. Yeah, they're fucking trails, dude. There's no Yeah. This ain't fucking gravity games, Brant. We're riding real man shit here. <laughs> so yeah, that that's my pick for MVP of yeah. obviously except for Carl, because Carl helped yeah. make it well, all happen. Can we talk about how Carl doesn't ride brakes? He has brakes. And does all those fucking tire tap Nah, dude. He was riding a brakeless bike doing tire tap quad bars. And I, I looked at some, I think I looked at Sam and I was like, is that a coaster brake? And he's like, nope. He's just got that big of a dig. <laughs> that's a big dig. <laughs> I mean, that's normal if, for Carl at this point. Yeah. It's awesome. It's crazy, dude. The way he fucking locks into him. And I was like, there's no way that's not a coaster brake. That's crazy. Nope, just magic. Yeah. Um,. My MVP, I mean, it's hard not to give, like, all those Nowhere guys an MVP because, like, that that is, to me, like, a staple of Cornhucket. Like, at the very least, you know you're going to go out there and you're going to see Dan Mole and you're going to see Sam Bustle fucking kill it and Haas Vodka yeah. and Mason. You know, you're going to see those dudes just, you're going to see them shred and they're going to be unbelievably nice to you. That mm-hmm. That is what Cornhucket is to me. So, I mean... I hate to not give them more shine, but, it, you know, like, that's part of it. That's part of the experience. Uh, to me, Disabled Dan was my first pick, but you stole that one. Um, I wanted to bring up Jacob Theum being out there, because um, obviously he fucking shreds. Like, I don't need to, like, break that news to anybody. Mm-hmm. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is because, like, seeing him walk around in that USA jersey all weekend, like, that was fucking cool to me. And the reason is because you don't, see any of those other dudes with usa jerseys walking around stuff like that and i just i just thought that was cool and it like yeah to share deck space with somebody that is like openly wearing that kind of jersey and then to be you know just to be a max rider was i don't know it was fucking heartwarming it was cool and like that and that's the cool part of it to me because like i don't need to tell you that he did a fucking 360 quad bar like that's yeah. nuts. We all know it's fucking nuts. The cool part to me is like, fucking, you know, was giving people high fives. And I mean, I don't know if he was crushing beers, but it would have been awesome if he was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was cool, you know? Yeah, I, I could probably, see it. Um, probably, I, the, probably the first USA jersey I've seen with my own eyes. So yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thought because I don't know. There's not that. I feel like there's not that many events at this level in like BMX that you can list. There's probably there's under ten, maybe under five that happen each year, and uh, so the possibilities of having people who would be wearing a USA jersey are low already. And then, yeah, it's cool. I I can't yeah. get over this typo that Carl just made. <laughs> He said, teamwork so hard to make it possible. Made love to everyone. <laughs> he meant to say Matt. Made love to everyone. Love to everyone. <laughs> made said love me. to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you did, Carl. <laughs> I can't get over that typo. It's like that's a good one. making me cry. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, that's the hard thing with picking an MVP of Cornhucket because Sam Bustle's out there, like, literally the day before the jam, angle grinding what are probably still fucking warm welds to go put angle iron on the damn pump track. You know what I mean? Like, how mm-hmm. is that not worthy of, like, a fucking gold medal? You know what I mean? Oh, it's it just, is. Uh, 
yeah, it's a magical event, and everybody deserves like it. Like I was saying earlier, with the like, you got to be a special person to go. Like, you almost deserve a medal just for like, you know, going and then putting up with my bullshit while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I think another thing that's so awesome about this event is the fact that no matter what your skill level is, people are still like stoked when you do something cool. I feel like other BMX events, you know, somebody does an X up, you know, or a kid does an X up and then a couple of people are like, yeah, but at Cornhug it, everybody is just screaming the entire time, Mm -hmm. no matter what the skill level is. And then also with the way that awards are structured, five like each event gets 10 awards five for the older more experienced riders to have a best trick and then uh five for the younger riders who are doing something that's progressive and good for them and that's exactly what carl says at the event and it's a cool way to structure because it includes everyone and it's not necessarily on purpose for other jams to you know like not be as inclusive of the kids it's just something that's easy to overlook so to have intent behind it i think would be a good word is i think something that definitely deserves mention yeah absolutely uh i got a couple things knock off here first jeff no i did not decade the flatland pad because i was too drunk by the time we were going to ride it but i did do a decade in the rafters of the indoor and then secondly uh, i forgot an mvp dude ziara oh we gotta get there Killed it, dude. um yeah i and then so check this out so you you watch uh their family instagram page yeah, yeah, the yeah. story or post today of her doing an X up fakie on a coaster bike and like put her foot down, but she did an X, she did a f- X up fakie from like if there's a pocket from one side of the pocket, fakied up the other side and almost went back out of it in an X up. I'm like, huh. no, I didn't you're see that, literally but... on the yeah. path to being like the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's. This is what I love about, like, the progression of women's BMX is because, like, this generation that's coming up, they're not women's BMX riders, dude. They're just fucking BMX riders, and I fucking mm-hmm. love that. Because, and I'd, I'd probably say this once a stream, I feel like, but if, if, if that happens, then it's not, like, men's BMX, women's BMX. Like, BMX stands to fucking double in user base if that happens, and it, it's, I don't know, it just makes me stoked, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, she yeah. definitely one eighty the step up. Like, Literally. and that's what I'm saying. If if anybody one eighty the step up, I'd be like, what in the fuck? That was sick. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I don't know. Just gets me going. Did a Love candy it. bar over the box jump. Ate it yeah. hardcore on the mega jump. Yeah. Then went back and jumped it more. And just yeah. the I don't know what I think is so sick too about her is that she's just riding with her family in indiana mm-hmm. and there's not yeah. a huge scene where she's riding at so she's gotten to the level she has literally just riding what you got to say about indiana brand she's riding but i'm telling <laughs> whatever she's gotten as good as she <laughs> has just by riding with her family 
Like, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And especially when she starts getting recognition, people are going to want to send yeah. her places. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got to get Instagram, too. That's that's something me and Casey will do is, like, when people have Instagrams that we think are fucking hilarious, we'll just be like, yeah, you check out this Instagram page. That's yeah. One of them. She just, like, posts, like, just shit, you know? Just like <laughs> I don't even want to talk just about shit. it because I don't want her to stop. You oh, know, dude, like if no, we brought attention to it, I don't want it to stop. Oh, no, dude. That's the best part about that kind of Instagram is like you could literally say anything about it. It's just like fucking post whatever, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's it, unless you're like me and I, you know, I post like hard to interact with things on purpose, except for the past couple posts. I guess I've been like gaming the algorithm, but there for a while I would just post like the most shitty quality fucking ass tricks ever <laughs> and, then, and then like all my friends would just be like hammers and i'd be like yes i love it <laughs> like, i don't know i love that shit yeah but uh all right well, i guess we should move on with the corn hug and talk uh what are we moving on to the only thing i have wrote down the last the last uh check mark i have on corn hook it says carl's ass <laughs> <laughs> i was filming when that happened and i no never going on the internet and i turned the camera because i'm like <gasps> and all i hear is <laughs> all you wait i'm not gonna do that uh what what you hear afterwards is noah saying that is the cleanest ass i've ever <laughs> seen in my life I wasn't even gonna. I wasn't even gonna explain the situation. I was just gonna say Carl's ass and then leave it at that. I was just gonna be like, I saw Carl's ass, and it's up to you to decide whether or not it was in public or private, and then like let everybody decide. Well, I mean, I didn't say but, anything more than I was filming, so. Yeah. I get, okay. So it could be worse. Yeah. It could be even worse than what you said. Yeah. So, Cornhuck it. You like it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I it's a very amazing event to go to where I don't know how there's not like a concise way to describe it. Got to be there. Any other um any other cool happenings over the weekend you want to you want to shout out? I don't really have like I've got some other things I want to talk about, but I feel like we need to put a majority of our time into corn bucket. If you got any stories, break them out now. Oh, man. Here, let me... Oh, wait, I can't do that without it showing. Actually, you know what? I don't care if it shows. Oh, look, the uh, fire. Uh... Oh, I gotta... This is a complete offshoot, but we gotta do, uh... Like, for holidays, we gotta do, like, uh... Or, or for whatever, but we could do, like, campfire BMX talks, and in the background, you could, like, green screen us onto a fucking fireplace. <laughs> you know how they have the, like, Yule log on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the at the end of the day, I think Cornhucket is just the kind of event... All right. I'm going to pull you back up here because I got nothing to click on in my editing. I think there's a yin and yang thing going on where Swamp Fest is one side and Cornhucket is the other, and they both make up a circle that is BMX. And Yeah. 
you're kind of touching on something I want to get into a little bit later. I mean, I guess, I guess not really, but kind of. I think that Swamp Fest and Cornhucket are serving two completely different sides of the spectrum. You yeah. Because, I mean? like, yin and yang. Both. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's almost, they don't even contrast each other, you know? Like, because. I mean, I get what you're saying with the yin and yang. Like, yes, I, I go to Cornhucket and I go to Swamp Fest for two completely different reasons. But, mm. like, I don't even know how to fucking say what I'm trying to say. Like, to me, Cornhucket is all, like, peace, love, like, hippie shit. Like, I go there to, like, I, I go there to, like, drink beer with Tim Hankins and, you know, like, <laughs> just mm-hmm. talk shit and just hang out, you know? Um, but I, I feel like the reason people are going to Swamp Fest is, is more or less for the Instagram post, and I hate to say it like that, but it is kind of like the the allure of Swamp Fest is like, oh, we're in the swamp. Trey built these ramps. Like, let's go ride them, get fucked up, and burn them down, you know? And, uh, you know, BMX needs that. I'm not, like, I don't want to shit on Swamp Fest. Obviously, I love Swamp Fest, but, like, yeah, they almost like exist in two completely different universes to me um yeah well i mean swamp fest wouldn't be swamp fest if another person hosted it and bmx didn't choose it to be a cool thing yeah yeah i i see swamp fest as like a spiritual successor to texas toast i know that's like Mm -hmm. a real shitty thing to say but i do (coughs) yeah keep that thought going though i gotta take a step away for one second and I see, uh, I see Cornhucket is like, like just a, I don't want to say just, but as a BMX jam, like it, it's something that I go to. I it's something that I would go to. Almost if BMX wasn't involved, you know, if it was just the people alone, and uh, not the bikes, I would still go to Cornhucket. And I can't say the same for Swamp Fest. So. What he said. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Toast was the best BMX event I've ever been able I've ever been to to date yeah uh, so the one year I could have made it I was 16 it was the last one ever and my mom said no (laughs) my mom said no what uh what a reason yeah it sucked but yeah it's uh I can understand like the people I wanted to go with I probably wouldn't let my kid ride with yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <coughs> um, I think it also says fine. something that that Swamp Fest and Cornhucket are like brought up naturally at the same time because it's definitely on the same level. Like, yeah. there may not be two or three thousand people, but uh, it's still at the same level of like importance. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially to, like, I hate to say it like this, but our side of BMX, yeah, Cornhucket is, like, the crown jewel almost. Mm-hmm. And it's I It's a Midwest enjoy. thing. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 before I forget, uh, the bands. We got to bring up the bands, too, because that was a, that's another big part of the event. Killigan? Killigan's. Uh, what's the other one? Oh my I had it. I literally God. had it in my head, and then you said, "What's the other one?" And it left my mind. Oh, uh, top-notch defective. Or... Yeah, top-notch defective. The reason, yeah. So Carl fucking tackled me while he was holding the CDs. <laughs> yeah, somebody that said was... that uh, 
the live stream skipped out when that happened too. Oh, so because he hit me so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, that was like fully authentic too. He didn't say like, "Hey, I'm gonna hit you." Like, let's act this out. He was just like, "Oh, you guys want me to, you know, talk about Cornhucket while you're doing this news thing?" And then he, I, I just say the Colts need a new it. offensive line, dude. You should come. You should come play for the Colts, dude. <laughs> Come protect fucking Matt Ryan for us because we need it. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that having the bands just makes it even better of an event in time and to. I just think they need to at least be acknowledged. Yeah, that's another. There's another way you could contrast Swamp Fest and Cornhugget there too because like, Swamp Fest is like a spectacle. You know, it's like a it it's an event for the sake of being an event. So when the bands go on that's the only thing going on like corn hucket in itself is kind of an experience so when the bands mm-hmm. go on i feel like half the fucking venue is like half the people at corn hucket are like off doing corn hucket things and that is kind of a bummer um but i mean it's hard it's like herding fucking cats dude like how you got that much land and it's such an intimate environment like you know they can hear the bands over there and it's not like people are blaring music or anything so they're still listening but it does kind of suck when you know there's like, you know, X hundred people at an event and like 100 of them are watching the band. It, you know, I'm not OK. That that was kind of I ended that on like a super negative intonation. But uh, yeah, the bands to me, they're great. You know, that's probably Bree and I's one or one of Bree and I's favorite parts. Yeah. So and that basis from top notch defective, like getting on the roof and shit. It's good stuff, dude. It's good stuff. It's um, they're good bands, and you can like. Okay, I said that weird. They're like, good. They're, they're it's good. a. It's they're good. Uh, <laughs> but <coughs> you can tell that like that is the level of energy that they're bringing to every set that they play, and they don't care if everybody in the venue is not there or not. Like they're gonna play. They would play the same set if it was just me you know so it's really it's really good shit i just appreciate that at least one person from the bands was wearing a nowhere shirt yeah yeah. oh fuck what was that i'll I'll go down a rabbit hole trying the drummer for the killigans was wearing a t-shirt that i liked and i i don't know that was like 13 beers ago i thought it was hilarious whenever they're like the singer of the Killigans is like, we are the Killigans, and we don't ride BMX. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Jeff, this uh, this will be a quick tangent, I promise. But Jeff said riding to live bands is awesome anytime, any place. And you said you brought up the we don't ride BMX thing. So Ollie's used to have concerts, and they would let you ride the U-Bowl, and mm-hmm. they would put the bands at the end of the U-Bowl. One time I accidentally saw Puddle of Mud. I saw I I accidentally saw Puddle of Mud because we went to go to the caverns and they were having a fucking drone race. So we were like, screw (laughs) it, we'll go to Ollie's, right? So I like I left the house with like eighty dollars, spent like half of it on gas, and then I get to Ollie's and I'm planning on spending the twenty to get in and they're like, Oh yeah, puddle of mud's plan, forty dollar ticket. I was like, I'm about to spend all my fucking money to see a band that I don't even want to see. I mean, it was sick. I'm glad I got to see Puddle of Mud, but I was pretty pissed. 
And then, uh, yeah, we got to ride bikes to puddle of mud on accident. And then, awkwardly, I I icy hotted my balls that night too. But that's a whole other story. We <laughs> that's a tangent for a different episode. Yeah, different episode. Uh, <clears throat> that is hilarious. Uh, I, I have one of my own tangent for bands and riding because there the indoor skate park that, that I grew up riding, Evo Evolution Skate Park, is a half hour from me. They had a platform just in the middle of the park and they would have live bands on this platform on Friday nights. And I didn't even like, I was young enough that I didn't even realize how cool that was, but I can just remember seeing the people hauling in the equipment and then hearing the bands playing while riding. Yeah. Like indoors used to just be built different in it. I mean, it probably really has something to do with like just the cost of operating now, like what a building costs in the modern world but like Mm -hmm. it's and you can see it in the old not the old world indoors that still exists like four seasons and um and changa well kind of changa definitely ramp riders like they were just built different whereas like new school indoors are definitely like a lot smaller buildings (laughs) trying to get like the most bang for your buck Mm -hmm. and that has its own like it has its own atmosphere to it i'm not saying one's better than the other but we definitely live in like a different world of indoors with um you know with your slam cities and your wedgwoods and and those kind of indoors dude wedgwood is the kind of place that could throw a legit concert while people yeah, are yeah. riding or i was thinking of um what is it lines now oh trp turns yeah, lines yeah. or like yeah or like a, a skate naked like they're they're smaller buildings you know you're trying to trying to maximize your mm-hmm your margins there i guess but what else is about that our it is there anything yeah, else to say we gotta we gotta cap it off so i capped it off with carl's ass what's your what's your <laughs> nightcap on corn it what do you got oh man i gotta top carl's ass <laughs> <laughs> i gotta think yeah. about that i mean it's i've been editing the video from the weekend or editing videos <clears throat> There was 1,440 or so, 1,450 different clips to go through from the entire weekend, like different video files to sort through. And I'm like, how many, what? How many, uh, how many minutes of footage do you know? I have no idea. It's like 400 gigabytes. But uh, I'm most of the way through it and just going through all of the riding and everything it just feels like a i don't know it's just something i think that most people should experience like if you have been to swamp fest you can't like i feel like you've been to one swamp fest you've been to all swamp fest uh in a sense yeah i mean there's definitely like different like overtones to each one but uh yeah for the most part they're similar but like if you've been to swamp fest you haven't been to cornhug cornhug is its own thing that i think everyone should go and experience just for the love that exists during it even just in the the 10 minute speech and opening Mm -hmm. that carl gives at the beginning where he makes sure he thanks every single person that he, he needs to alone is just 
like shows the amount of love and thought that goes into it yeah um yeah so like swamp fest is like a new school experience right like it's it's born and lives inside of modern <coughs> corn it's been going on for 10, ten years. years now you're catching the tail end of that 2000s bmx hype right it, it really is like a old world event and it it feels like it you can feel it you know it's mm-hmm. got that it's got that la revolution feel where you're just there to ride bikes and it doesn't matter who the fuck it is if they do something cool you're gonna get a couple hell yes and that's bmx as hell man everybody gets love not just the people yeah. who are willing to die yeah 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 but i don't even want to let's refrain from talking about swamp fest anymore like it's just the natural thing to bring up with it well so how many other festival style events are there in bmx you know what i mean yeah rumble in richmond is that camping event i don't know i haven't been to it not really that almost comes into a class of its own kind of thing and and again that also touches on a point that i kind of want to talk about later and it's a very scattered point that i didn't think out and i wish i would have uh, like written some more stuff down for it. but like yeah it almost it, it that's almost like on the like if bmx had majors that's almost like getting to be one you know like the the simple session battle of hastings x games like now you got rumble of richmond Mm, I you know, see what you mean. There. Yeah, it, and there's a couple others that can pick up that fourth slot, like the Olympics or something. But that's not as core. So, yeah, I don't. But anyways, back to the main point I was making. I do that a lot, don't I? Start to make two points at one go. But um, yeah, like a festival style event. So it, it's just a real good like. I I can't think of another event where you go, you camp on location you don't shower for three days drink copious amounts of liquor drinks <laughs> i don't know i don't think i can't think of any others either yeah there should be more but um i almost would feel bad doing another one in the midwest yeah and i think it says something that carl's doing corn hucket at his own house <laughs> where like you're inviting hundreds of people to your own house for a whole entire weekend. It's amazing. I wouldn't do it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, All right. to sum it up, go next year <clears throat> and experience it because it's worth it. And, I mean, what's next? Every year Carl does something new or builds something new or there's a new attraction what could possibly be next? That's what I want to know. Right, probably just fix the outdoor ramp, right? Oh, hate to be, hate to be the voice of reason here, but yeah, that's <clears throat> what I would do. Carl says my wife is MVP. Yeah, yep. when you oh, think yeah. about everything that has to be <laughs> dealt with, I had that oh, thought earlier. Fuck. Yeah, Bree gets mad when I invite one person over. I can't imagine three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. She doesn't get mad. That's a bullshit thing to say. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine having a wife and kids and being like, hey, babe, 
Do you think I could uh, invite like some friends? Know, three or five hundred BMXers over and have them trash our fucking yard and scream into megaphones until three o'clock in the morning and drink beer for three nights like would you be would you be down for that you know it'd be it's a hard sell I don't know how you pulled that off Carl but I'm proud of you for ten years in a row <laughs> yeah ten years in a row so what what uh, else do you have what I you're, you're so much more structured than I am no this next one's not structured it's like a crackpot idea that I had and I'm probably going to ramble on about it for like 10 minutes, not make any sense. And then you're going to have to be like, all right, what else? <laughs> but uh, so the only point really we really had during news was like, oh, Doyle's on S&M now, right? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the terms of him leaving Kink at all? I can't find anything on it. I, I did try to do some research, but I can't remember if he left or if they were kind of like, we're letting <clears throat> it, I don't think it was ever like a put out there thing. I think from what I gathered, uh, oh, wait, before we get into here, uh, freaking Pope says, I do want to say that it's not that much drinking. It's just an option. Tons of people come out there and shred and just hang out without drinking like Sam and Jake. And I want to add to yeah. that, there's families that stay at this event and sleep and camp and everything. So like, don't yeah, feel yeah. like you're unsafe coming to the event because literally everyone is there. They just decide to go to bed or do whatever they're doing while the, the fun partying stuff happens yeah. after hours. They just find a way to sleep through my bullshit. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry about that. That's just kind of like my, you know, like live fast, die young mentality kind of like, draping over it but uh we that that brings up another point to drag it all the way back to Cornhucket that we <laughs> we completely washed over and didn't talk about a single like under 16 year old rider because there's so many of them at Cornhucket every year that's like a great that. point so we're gonna hold yeah. the note on Doyle and we're gonna go yeah. back pedaling fakie all the way back to the youngins of Cornhucket because they deserve the love too uh <clears throat> there was Trent, Trent and the Magic Man, I think is his Instagram or something similar. Uh, Richard Hogan, that kid's 11 and was, he literally aired to the flag on the wall. Huck, who's seven, went halfway up the wall, jumped the big jump, did Superman. He learned 360s over the step up. Bar spins. He did bar spins. Yep. He did bar spins and he was catching in the air. It took me until like now to learn how to catch bar spins in the air. That's because you're <clears> a pussy, Brant. <laughs> Listen, that's fine. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's see. Yeah, dude, freaking Pope deserves a deserves a high five for bringing that up because uh, that's a very good point. Yeah, I didn't want to didn't want to make it sound like it's some kind of you know, shitty teenager party where it's just all drinking and mischievous acts. No, that's and... just, that's just mustache Nori and the Hessian kids in the back by the Capitol bus. That's not everybody. <laughs> and just the fact that like for, for the couple people who are, you know, getting rowdy, there's 20 other people who are just hanging out around that, that aren't even yeah. like half of them aren't even part of it. They're just hanging out, yeah. you know? Uh, and there's like <clears throat> 10 acres you can go find and like nestle yourself in between two ears of corn and find a nice quiet place to sleep. We got to also bring up the young lady who crashed on the wall and 
literally did a face helmet grind down the dirt part of that transition and instantly got up and was like, ah, and just kept riding. Yeah, do you know her name or Instagram handle? I knew it, and then I drank a bunch of beer. I can so, find it because I just, I'm pretty sure it was her mom. Mm -hmm. I think her mom is Cheyenne. I'm not yeah, positive. I feel, I feel okay, like I don't have her Instagram, but her mom, I think, is Cheyenne, and I can't remember her name. <laughs> just seeing if her name said. Here, for the people watching, look at this. She gets up instantly. She jumped up and grabbed her bike instantly. Kayla? It might be Kayla. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. The toughest, toughest person at that event. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. That's not that's not a girl BMX rider, dude. That's just a BMX rider. Like that's the fucking drive to like be a badass, you know what I mean? Fair that's enough. Just, yeah. Kaylin. Kaylin. Um, then there was also uh, the Turkey Trails kid. Yeah, he was yeah. he was riding and having fun with Huck. Then Jet, the there most we the most well spoken. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the word eloquent. 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 Yeah. Ten year old on the planet. Yeah, I love that shit. Like just like they just know how to take up deck space you know what i mean and even the like because a problem that i feel like all of us washed up midwest dudes are coming across now whoa like, you calm washed up I was, well i didn't say you i said all of us <laughs> all of us calm down there <laughs> but uh all of the you know all the fbm wearing washups um like when you meet somebody that you only know off instagram <clears throat> it's really hard to come up and be like Hey man, you know, I follow you on Instagram. Like, it's a weird conversation yeah. to have. And he, you know, he had that conversation. Or I think I had it with him. Maybe. You had it with him. It was on, yeah, and yeah. I have it on video too. It is going to yeah, be yeah. in one of the videos because you were going off like a crazy person doing crazy tricks. <coughs> and Jet comes Didn't up happen. and he's like, I think he asked your name. And then he said he was Jet. And you're like, I think I've, and you said to him, I think I follow you on Instagram. Yeah, like, no, just what, well, and just the, the like, way <coughs> they did that, like, that's awesome. I, I don't know. That kind of stuff is what makes BMX BMX to me, you know? That We're kid. Just, who the fuck are you? Like that. I love that. That kid is rad. And yeah. I don't know. He's just a good yeah. kid, and he. Kills it. He's. Yeah. He's killing it, too. So do All we, right. Did we cover them, all of them? Who else do we need to cover? The kids. There was, oh wait, I got to shout out the one kid. I don't know his name at all, but he had glasses, and Dave Norrie was saying how he put pegs on for the first time, and he was trying yeah. to ride some flatland, and there's a really cool clip where, I don't remember if it's captured, where Dave is telling him, take your hand off. But Dave is telling off. him to take his hand off, and you can see his hand shaking as it's yeah. in the air. Like, 
and then he goes to put it back on then puts it back up then puts his hand back on and and what was so cool and maybe this is enough to sum up Cornhucket as an event is that that happened and Dave is like he's just put pegs on today never rode flatland before let's hear it for him and everybody cheers everybody in the crowd this kid who's just riding, has his foot on two pegs, he's coasting around, taking his hand off, he's stoked on bikes, gets a huge, Jonah is his name, gets a huge cheer at an event with hundreds of people. And I think that's that's a really good point. I love how Carl just knows every fucking name. Every single (laughs) one. Yeah, that's impressive. And that kid was uh, that kid was glued to the Flatland pad, dude. He was there for like, because Bree and I were at the Flatland pad, <laughs> uh, like sitting on the ramp watching, and he yeah. came up to watch, and then we left, and then we came back like a while later, and he was just glued on it. And then the demo happened, and he was like, "I gotta get my ass in there, dude. I'm down on the Flatland." Yeah. That. Not only just seeing kids stoked on BMX, but Flatland specifically, like that's it's good shit, dude. There's no other event that's getting kids that stoked on Flatland. Nope. And it's I, awesome. I guess I shouldn't say that, I'm sorry. There I might not flat, be. Let's not make Flatland guys in my fucking in my inbox like look here motherfucker AFA <laughs> <laughs> I wish I need to get a mic. I wanna be able to get up in there and talk. <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. (sighs) All right. So I think unless there's more that gets brought up, I think Cornhucket is well handled. Yeah. And that was an hour talking about it. Yeah, I don't even want to get into my dual point because we'll save it for another one and I'll like like round it out and we'll do like a really put together live stream that you could turn into a video because it's like a point that I want to make and, and be concise about, so... So next week's episode of BMX this evening. <laughs> yeah, I do have uh, one other little talking point, I guess. I don't know. Uh, tell me about the handlebar foof. Uh, you I'll didn't get back to foof you on that. it, did you? No, you no, didn't. I, just, I just picked it. Because I, I didn't foof it either. It's a really awkward foof new. Oh, I never even tried. Like, I was definitely going to go try, and then I tried to foof the, like, the step up. <coughs> I don't know. I... I started drinking beer really early so like i just uh i did uh, there was a lot of things i wanted to do that i didn't but i'm gonna go back um i'm filming a video um i won't tell you what for or what it's about or anything like that but got a project i've, I've got a full length project in the works and i need to take a trip to Cornhucket to get a couple things knocked off not the, so the foof on the handlebars will be an instagram clip you'll see it happen jeff don't worry um, wait, Jeff, have you ever foofed the? Has Jeff foofed the? He's never no, been bucket there. list. Okay, you've never been to Cornhucket, Jeff. What kind of a fucking poser are you? <laughs> is but, this the point you were talking about? You wanted to say, or is there something else? No, no, that that's just a little tidbit. Oh, okay. that I've never really put out anywhere. No, the the point I wanted to bring up is about the scene's not dead, and I might have told you this. You but, did, or maybe I told Kier. I uh, so the scene's not dead is going on a little hiatus the instagram page will be around uh but the video mag not that it already wasn't obviously it's been like five <laughs> fucking months but uh I, I guess officially um i'm gonna not even think about filming another one until january 
January, end of January 2023, there will be an issue of the scenes not dead out. But until then, I'm riding my bike and I'm going to try and get sponsored by Twisted Tea. That's my fucking goal. <laughs> Hear that, everybody? That's if my... you're watching this right now, send Noah's Instagram for his Twisted Don't Tea even... sponsorship. It, probably not my Instagram. Just <laughs> send him a, well, a well-worded letter, because if they see my Instagram, they're going to be like, yeah, hey, get this fucking wash-up out of here. Okay, don't include the Instagram. <laughs> send the most well-worded letter email that you possibly can to Twisted Tea so Noah can be sponsored and make unlimited <laughs> Scenes Not Dead episodes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll get like a, I'll get a Twisted Tea wrap for the HHR. I'll drive it to all the jams <laughs> and then pass out Twisted Teas to all the <laughs> drinking age individuals and then film. It'll be a great time. Um, yeah, no, definitely trying to get out to Cornhugget to film. Um, so, to wrap that back in fucking hell, that was a just a shit sentence that came out of my mouth just nothing words um <clears throat> the scene's not dead is going on hiatus so i can film other things uh for the next couple months and focus on writing um i mean i've got a couple projects that i'm working on um one of them is kind of like the uh, like the last video that came out the uh how'd you manage that so we took the four team managers from that video and we formed a little crew called the middle management crew and uh, we're just going to keep trucking on that um, uh, we got another trip video coming out I won't tell you when I won't tell you where but it's coming um, did the trip already stuff. happen no okay. no it has not I'm just not. curious on that yeah uh, but it, it, it'll <coughs> come out soon you know in, in Noah McBride terms it'll come out soon um, and then, yeah, I'm going to be doing things like taking trips out to nowhere to film for other projects that I got going on. Um, but yeah, so, you know, three months, three, four months, seems not that'll be back. Other than that, I'm taking a fucking break, dude. I get Drinking it. Beer. Uh, yeah, are yeah. you coming to Ohio this weekend? I will not. Not coming to the Ninth Street Jam? No, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. I haven't really decided where I want to go yet. There's that. There's the OP, uh, the Misery release with them, like super stoked on. Shout out to all those. Uh, I don't know if they're Kansas City guys or if they're they're like west of St. Louis. I think they're just straight up Kansas City guys. But it, it's like Dylan Ashlock, that crew. Gotcha. Um, yeah, the uh, OP BMX crew. Um, they got a full length coming out. I'm really stoked on. They're premiering. Um, my local bike shop has relocated carl got a new location and i'm super stoked on that um so they're having a little thing so i mean i should probably get out there um, yeah probably yeah there's there's a bunch of stuff going on i don't really know where i'm going yet but i'm going somewhere and as always if you want to stay up to date on anything that may be happening in the midwest bmx scene you should follow the scenes not dead on instagram.com <laughs> <laughs> do that no, but, uh, um yeah 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 so, um, bringing up the uh, Ninth Street Jam, I have a little bit of dilemma. Yeah. So I'm making <clears throat> an entire month devoted to nowhere in Cornhucket on my YouTube yeah. channel, and this jam is happening this weekend. So I don't know if I should like film and edit that before this month. Like, do I break up? 
the month by putting the event in the middle of it? Or do I edit that one first and then do everything Cornhucket after it? Nah, the today today's digital media landscape you have to put it out like when it happened. You can't you can't be a fucking uh can't be a grouch like me and just make everybody wait for months. You, know what <laughs> I mean? you gotta put that shit out as soon as possible. And call it a video so, magazine. <laughs> yeah, uh, hold the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh Yeah, no, I think you so you I think you call it a month of videos but in reality it's just like 30 videos and then like so you know the one day that the ninth street video comes out then the last cornhucket day you know it'll be on the first of the next month like you just gotta push it back and still deliver on the 30 videos that you promised for the month but like i don't think you can push off that ninth street jam because like yeah you want you want a month worth of cornhucket videos yeah but i can't you can't you can't shove off the Ninth Street homies just so you got 30 days of uninterrupted cornhucket. I don't know. See, that's know. why I wondered if I should just upload or do the Ninth Street one first and then oh, do cornhucket month. No, that works too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like start the month after the Ninth Street jam. That's even better. That's even better. <laughs> because then I could, I could spend Sunday editing the Ninth Street jam, upload it Monday. <laughs> And then start the Cornhucket month on Tuesday, which I that see that's the problem with it. The month starts on Saturday, and the jam is on Saturday. This is why it's a dilemma. Call it, call it a fiscal month. Just do it whenever. <clears throat> yeah, it's tough but, uh, because I think I do I, need to get it. You need to what? Oh no, you go first because I'm about to change the subject completely. I was just gonna say I can't upload the jam video on Saturday because if you upload a jam video on Saturday, no one's watching it. Yeah, that's how I see. Feel I don't understand anyway. how these upload things work. Well, I just <laughs> I feel like people are busy on Saturdays and like they're less likely to watch a jam video. Yeah. Well, I did mine. I've just been so long I don't even remember. I think I always did mine on like a Thursday or a Friday. It was like after work, because it was it was literally just so I could come home and watch it premiere too. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, Carl, if you're still watching, I need your thoughts because I don't know what to do about it. <clears throat> I don't want to put out the Ninth Street Jam video a month after it happens, but I also don't want to wait to put out Cornhucket videos. I got a couple. I got a couple side points to make. Side. Uh, first off, uh, yeah, filming other things like pornos, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what I had in mind. I'm starting a, a the porn's not dead OnlyFans account. <laughs> It'll be uh, forty one dollars and thirty cents to subscribe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Jeff, I do need to get out to New Jersey and film. I need to go out to a lot of places. I've just been working on uh I've just been working on this fucking car for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't been able to do anything. Um, Noah is the, was the other thing. Unofficially. Uh, yeah. Happens. Also Johnny Cinco. Is that there was a a Dat Piff rapper I used to listen to that was named Johnny Cinco. I know it's hard to imagine me listening to rap, but it happened in high school. And uh if that is where that that username comes from please let me know because i'd be super stoked on that interesting but anyway, yeah 
I think that's uh, that's all I have to say. Cornhucket was sick. The scene's not dead. Is dead. What else you got? <laughs> the scene's not dead. Is not dead. It's just going into hibernation for the winter. Yeah, it's, it's sleeping for the winter. <clears throat> Next Cornhucket, I want an anti-Nora Cup award. Oh yeah, there's uh, BMXmas news. Uh, BMXmas moved. It's now at four seasons. Um, there will be bands. Where was there it? Will be, uh, it used to be at Asylum. Gotcha. Um, the fact... <laughs> no, I listened to Johnny Cinco too. Yeah, he was the best mumble rapper there ever was. Uh, Anti-Nora Cup, possibly. We were talking about Mira Cup, so I keep talking about Mira Cup for BMXmas. We're going to try and make that happen. I got three months to do it. Um, that is a very real possibility, Jeff. We might do a, and it won't. It, it wouldn't be like an anti Nora Cup. It would be like Midwest Nora Cup, which I think, in its definition, is anti Nora Cup. Hmm. Like a loving, a loving spoof on, on Nora Cup. But yeah, so BMX Miss News. Keep that on your calendars. I think it's December seventeenth, at Four Seasons. It took me a second, but I got there. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely, uh, the, there are kids that go, but they have very uh, attentive parents. <laughs> it's a fun. It's a, it's a it's a fun event. Okay. It's like, I don't know. It's it's a late night event. It's it's open like a bar. Like last night or the last year, we left at three. It was, it was something. Okay. I don't, oh yeah, anti Nora Cup. That's how I got on that tangent. Yes, that might be a thing, Jeff. I'm sorry. All of this play. Being at Four Seasons means <clears throat> I probably won't make it in the middle of December. <clears throat> I need a reliable vehicle by then. I got the world's most reliable HHR. If you want to ride, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> well, now that you said that. I definitely don't want to ride in it. <laughs> no, I wasn't even joking, dude. That thing really is the... That, yeah, that thing is the fucking workhorse of cars. That thing should not be running. That's great. Um, Jeff said, same. We're posers, sorry. Yeah. We'll see. That's fine. That's fine. We're, dude, you're joking. You, it's funny how you can see how far behind people get by what they say in the chat. Said, dude, you're joking, but Twisted T should legitimately sponsor the scenes not dead. The show's a whole vibe, and they can even show product. I, sh I showed their product for free already, you know what I mean? Like, I'm... That's funny. Nice to see, see y'all have a lot of events happening in your neck of the woods. South Texas needs to have more events to have the community involved. Start one. Anybody can yeah. do it. Or just move to Midwest. Or just, yeah, move to Ohio. We'll be yeah. more specific. Move to Ohio. I'm working on it. Hey, dude, got to show Indiana some love, man. <laughs> got to show Indiana some love. Watching that that uh, Austin Augie canode nose today. A yeah. Lot of good. Yeah, there was, some, there was some Indiana love in there. Yeah? It was pretty sick. Did that just yeah. come out? Yeah, I think they come out every Monday. Nice. Um, yeah, no, nah, it was cool to see like a a hashtag ride for Glenn in there like naturally happen. It's cool shit, dude. That's sweet. Uh, 
because that's the dude midwest bmx is no fucking joke we really are like walking around so far underground we're walking around with torches and shit out here like it's cool shit you know uh, I mean? there's no doubt about that there is some shredders out here and where is indiana <laughs> it's underground jeff yeah you get find <laughs> buy a fucking shovel jeff you'll find it <laughs> that's funny <clears throat> what else is there to say is there anything else to say here i'm gonna try something i'm I think just... it's i think it's your turn for a talking point <clears throat> oh, I'm making a talking point right now. <clears throat> Anyways. <clears throat> Did this work already? There's oh, no, no way I can't it see it. Already. Don't need shovels to bash coping. I love that. No way. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's up, dudes? <laughs> Finally, there's that dude. Look, that's Dan. guy right there. <laughs> I figured we might as well get him in here, you know? <laughs> so good. There oh, we go. you guys' episode is yeah. killing it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Who else here, Carl? We need to know who else is there. still going on here. Cornhuckers <laughs> in over till they're out. 365 days of Cornhuckers. <laughs> who do we have there? Man, I haven't got back to rehab all day. <laughs> Carl, who's with you? Uh, I got disabled Dan, I got my wife, and I got Tim from Capital. Oh, nice. Tim. I'm also trying to sponsor <laughs> Noah right now. <laughs> that is so good. Was there anything we missed, Carl, about talking about Cornhucket? Was there anything we missed talking about Cornhucket? No, I think you guys uh, touched on a lot of really, really good points. Um, uh, I was really stoked that that one dude jumped in to talk about and i think most importantly is when we when my wife and i started this we talked about like all the contests i went back to in the day and how i wanted this to be a, a direct juggle of a family friendly event where everybody felt they could bring their kids to and have a good time but yet still let a little loose at night and give that vibe so it's it's really really about the juggle and i think you guys did a great job in talking about that so yeah. so kudos man you guys have nailed it and if, noah quit making me fucking laugh <laughs> if that was the plan from the gig oh you guys you guys nailed it yeah and and i think you guys called it with this with this guy right here and i think brant said it best dan like not only threw down the heaviest shit he could throw down all day but he spent the rest of his time going around, meeting every kid, vibing with every person. So MVP right here, like this dude is a class act, and I'm I'm honored to have him here with us. So, yeah. If there was like a regional rider draft, kind of like the the Dave Chappelle skit with the, <laughs> you know, that draft, I would definitely draft Dan. That would be my. That'd be like my number one pick. Dude. Can I? Can I? Uh, Dan, is, is this Yo. your is this your first time to the U.S. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, so what are your initial thoughts on Cornhucket now, like, after it happened and being there? It's absolutely crazy, but something that, like, I really love about Cornhucket is, like, the sense of community, you know, like, the everyone's cheering everyone on, like, the, the next generation to me is so important because, like, that's the next generation of our sport, and, you know, um, mental health is a big thing as well, and if everyone could just spread those vibes and it, it doesn't matter whether you're doing a double backflip or a one-hander who cares like you know we're we're riding bikes like 
you know, to me, no one can ever be the best BMX rider because of the fact, you know, we all have our unique styles. There's stuff I can do that I can't do that someone else can do that I can't do, you know. It's such a, a, a broad expression of, like, your emotion more than it is um, a, a sport to be the best at. Like, you know, a team sport, if you win, you win. Like, it, it, that's it. If you're up there for the champions, you you know, you are the best at you know? Whereas BMX, it's a literal expression of emotion. So, you know, when someone's feeling the best inside, they're going to perform the best on their bike. So that's why, like, you know, pushing the the mentality side of it and bringing each other up is, like, so important because then you can put, perform the best on your bike, you know, rather than feeling unwanted, putting your peers down. So I just cheer everyone on, no matter what they're doing. Just send it, like, just send it. And I am... Just as gasp for you, like uh, for everyone that's not from the US. Just as like you know, stoked for for you, uh, you know, landing that trick as you probably are. Maybe even more stoked that you've just landed your first one hander. Like you know, I'm sitting there screaming. But that's what it's about to me. You know, the next generation looking after the kids, bringing them up, and you know, having a, a safe place to ride. Because I come from absolutely nothing. So yeah. yeah. People's change words right there. <laughs> yeah, that's like a like a solid point. Um, and to to like bring it around in the same vein that he's saying like I'm just as stoked on him doing like that double flip as I was about ZR doing that 180. Right? Like it, it's yeah. it's the same in my mind to where like somebody who's like counting tail whips and bar spins might not get it, but and maybe it's just a Midwest thing, but like. BMX is such a personality-driven sport. It's not just about the trick or or what you're doing. It has a lot to do with the environment in which you do it and like the impact it has on me from the deck. So like that double flip is fucking sick. But also, you know, seeing her like 180 that step up is the same. Yeah. Like I probably literally had the same reaction. I probably was like 100. percent I was screaming. Absolutely yeah. screaming. I was stoked for it. Yes, she is. <laughs> I got a point to make on that note. I just want to say, and this, I just got the tag like maybe an hour ago that uh, her name's Ziara, right? Yeah. Girl yeah, yeah. Okay, so when they first pulled up, I think it was like the day before Cornhuck it, I was doing some dumb, fakey extra stuff like I always do. And I heard her and her dad literally go, oh, wow, it actually is possible. They've been talking about that trick, I guess. I just got a tag a little bit ago. She went and landed it. Uh, I guess now it's so after Cornhub. She posted a clip and tagged me. So the coolest thing, dude. I'm so stoked on that. Yeah, that's good that, stuff, dude. When you when you asked anything to add to Cornhucket, Brant, I want to make sure. Uh, like, I know we always talk about this, but talking about it again and stuff. Like, Cornhucket is once a year, yes, and it is absolutely amazing time. But majority of the people I know that that come to Cornhucket and stuff are people that I've met outside of Cornhucket. So please, everybody, remember we're open year round. We're we're free. Uh, you can come here and camp for a couple days and hang out with us when you're on your travels. Like, just just remember that it's not just Cornhucket like Swamp Fest, and you know, it's its own thing and everything. But that's that's one time a year. We're a year round facility, and then all our gate fees and everything that we raise at Cornhucket go to grow our facility so that we can continue to offer it year round at absolutely no cost. Like, so everybody that watches this, don't think you got to wait till next year and hear the announcement, come hang out with me this winter. Come, you know, 
come hang out anytime that you want. That's why this place is here, and uh, I just want people to always know that. It's like a it's like a positive attitude skatetopia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a you you can run away to 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 the nowhere compound and like work for your living, and uh, they're just gonna give you like a pat on the back and like a like a solid <laughs> smile. You know? I'm re- I'm really probably gonna shirt <laughs> next year, Noah, and it's all inspired by you. It's it's gonna say Cornhuck at eleven, peace, love, and hippie shit. <laughs> did i say that yeah you did you did say that <laughs> you definitely did whoops <laughs> that is amazing oh man i'll take my royalties in hams or paps <laughs> twisted tea dude you're blowing it <laughs> you're right you're right there goes that endorsement yeah yeah, yeah. that's great <clears throat> He does did a really good job with the recap, and I, I Brant, I, you know, <clears throat> I can't thank you enough. Like, uh, I didn't ask you to make thirty days of Cornhuck, and I'm not expecting anything from you by any means, other than your friendship and what you bring to the show. But uh, just sitting here listening to you, I'm so excited about. Uh, I don't know what all videos you got coming out, but I am super stoked, man, and I'm going to be at the edge of my seat to see everyone. There, so far, with everything that I've gone through, there are twenty. yeah and there's still like everything that happened after Cornhucket and the next day to go through i am uh i am i am especially excited to see uh dan's we've been hanging out uh and i've been getting to know him more and more and uh i i don't know that i know a better human being like if anybody can watch Dan's story when you release it, Brant, please do, because uh, I think he's the top of what BMX should be. Yeah, uh, that one, hopefully I can get it, get on it sooner than later and use the fact that I have a month's worth of stuff edited to get it, like, edited quicker than Breeze. Yeah. So that it can be up as part of that month and get all of the extra B-roll and stuff, because that one's a little bit, going to take a little bit more effort no i know you want to you want to nail it and i appreciate that and uh, a lot of pros can be talented and, and ride a bmx bike but it takes a, a true champion to inspire and uh and that's what this guy does he's on a mission fire when do you uh when do you go back to the uh when do you go back across the pond dan um going back on the fifth so we got a few more days riding and uh yeah Back to the UK. <laughs> you ever have a day not fucking riding? No, we, we, we've taken a few hours of relaxation each day, but we've got a ride day planned every day till it goes. <laughs> believe it. I believe it. Man, you know he's got to come back and come to Ohio and ride Rays and yeah, yeah. all that good stuff, right? Which uh, well, what part of the UK are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Essex, so like... Uh, Basildon, that's where I was born. Um, but I'm staying further up north at the minute, near Middlesbrough, by the North Sea. Uh, just been focusing on my mental and uh, physical health more this year, you know, and then put it into BMX, and it's clearly paying off. Like, I can walk further than 50 meters, and yeah, we're chilling. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> staying out of the way. This might be a politically incorrect question, but can you literally ride a bike better than you can walk? 
Absolutely, yeah. Really, that's what I thought. That's fucking. My bike wheelchair for for a very long time, like up until the fifth of October last year. Like I struggled to walk fifty meters unaided, whether that be with my bike, still able to do double flips, but I couldn't, you know, walk fifty meters without sweating and pretty much collapsing without some sort of aid around me. Um, but now we've been training very hard in the gym. You know, the mentality comes along with it. So. And once you put both of those together, you know, you get a really positive, you know, result. And we haven't rushed it. It was body weight first. We focused on mobility and, you know, becoming mobile before strong. And Dan, my coach, big shout out to Dan Logos. Um, he's worked really with me in, in the same sense, you know, um, will never take anything from me, you know. And But I've had to, well, not had to, but I've embraced the gift of, you know, mobility, and as a disabled person, if someone can gift you mobility, that is the, the has more monetary value than anything on this planet, because now I can run 100 meters, I can be on my feet all day, I can dig some dirt jumps with Noah, like, it, it's, it's the small things, like I can move from one, uh, from one room to the other with a cup without spilling it everywhere, and because of the, you know, the, the wobble, we're stronger, less wobble now, um, but, Yes. I've never seen determination like this, guys. Like, I, we bought a unicycle to take to shows this year, and I yeah. dicked around on this stupid thing, just eating crap everywhere. And, and Dan gets on this unicycle, and I'm thinking to myself, this is probably not a good idea. And he immediately just eats shit, and then he eats shit, and then he eats shit. And, like, 30 minutes goes by, and he says, ow, like, <laughs> countless times, but... Who am I to tell him, like, like he said, what he, what he can't do? It's what can he can do? Is that's what he says. And an hour later, this fucker's riding that thing better than I learned, and then he's going clear, completely down my driveway. And like, he, that's what I said. He's here to inspire. I've never seen determination like that in my life, and I was just blown away. And I just thought, any time that I bitch about any injury hurting, I literally have no excuse. And this guy has shown me that that I. I feel like a big sissy if I ever complain about everything, anything after watching Dan. Give the fucker a unicycle for a half hour, you lose a rider to the circus. And then Dan rode a unicycle into the cornfield, never to be seen again. That's great. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I hope I didn't just steal any content from your uh, no Dan featurette you got coming up. But uh, <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I'm thinking about what we talked about, and we really didn't even get super far into like the actual like disability side of things. We kind of just talked about you, right? Before we get super deep into yeah. it, I just want to yeah. say that fucking tattoo is like my favorite tattoo I've ever seen, dude. I thought that was the <laughs> coolest fucking thing ever, dude. So, so question then, I'm curious if, if, because uh, this was an idea um, by, uh, was it Mike or was it Kier? It was Kier. It was Kier, Huck's dad. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a wonderful idea, like, uh, you know, to back this guy up when he goes places to an event or something. You guys think it'd be cool to have little stickers and kids could represent and put those on and show oh, dude. love for this guy. Like, I think that what a beautiful thing, man. Like, yeah, uh, that would be sweet. <clears throat> message. You're opening up a floodgate, though, of like 
temporary tattoos that could be marketed by BMX companies just to show support for their favorite rider. You got like your disabled Dan temporary tattoo and then before you know it, fucking Logan Martin's got the whole market covered because he's just all tattoos. <laughs> Put yourself out of business like that, Carl. I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking way bigger. He's going to be the next Nelly with the Band-Aid on his face. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, man. Next Nelly. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea, though, and that should definitely happen. I'd buy one. You know, uh, uh, I will say, Brant, when you, you just asked, you know, you said something about got to get him to Ohio and stuff like that. I mean... You, you, you have anybody that you've known me a decade now, like, uh, when we establish these relationships and stuff, you know, you, you know, hundred percent, we'll be seeing Dan again. So yep. we'll definitely got to make some of that stuff happen because I think all of us, like the coolest thing, what we say about these events all the time is that people can be at any side of the world. And these events are a good excuse to make our best friends, no matter where they're at. So like this guy probably made a hundred best friends and yep. all of us did like, you know that uh, that's what I love more than anything about these events is the the bonds that it makes. Yeah, yeah. On speaking on getting him out to to Ohio and and what you just said there, like I think my favorite like honor in BMX is the like, hey man, come out my way sometime. I got a couch you can yes. sleep on, or like you always got a place to stay like by me. And yep. I say that to a lot of people. Because, I mean, that's BMX, and that's, you know, yeah. like, that's just how I feel about it. But, yeah, dude, fuck, get out to the Midwest sometime if you can't sleep on my couch. Or if you don't want to sleep on my couch, I, I can find you a couch. Like, you're always love- fucking welcome. Like, you guys. <laughs> so it sounds like you've, you've said it's okay if we, if, and your wife's cool with us bringing two, three hundred dudes to your house. <laughs> you, yeah, well, she's my girlfriend, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys can come out. I've, I only got two couches in the house, but... I mean, I could probably get 50 people inside. I could probably get 10 in the garage. Uh, I got 20. I'm off south side. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what are we up to? We're almost at 100. Um, Dude, we're good. We're good. I don't know so what, what are you we... doing on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Thanksgiving? I guess I'm riding bikes, dude. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we'd ride. We got the Life Bowl here in Muncie, but... Transfer land's gone. I don't know. What, yeah, you ride fucking yeah, we'll ride the curb. Yeah, ride for a curb to flip. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun. He flew half, you know, halfway around the world, and yesterday we were riding a two-foot prefab spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happens every time I go out to see Brant. I drive four <laughs> hours. I go to Worcester, and I'm like, why in the fuck do I do this? Like, what is my problem? <laughs> Yeah, because you know, above anybody, it's literally never the spot. It's who you share it with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he had something to say. No. Ooh, no, that's that was it. it. <laughs> no, funny. I don't know what else you can say about that. I mean, that that's how it is, man. No, can I have a personal note? Like, uh, uh, I, I knew you were pretty decent on a bike. but uh, You didn't know I like, rode like that? Dude, you you uh, like you you hit me with a couple bangers where I'm like I don't want to follow Noah. I'm gonna sit here for a bit and like let somebody (laughs) else fight after him. Like you were shutting it down, dude. (laughs) Like wow. That's uh that's why I like I don't post a lot. I don't put myself in my videos anymore, and I don't ride a lot. And I don't ride a lot for a couple reasons. Um, mostly because like I uh I feel like I got 
worse, like when I started filming. And well, I kind of fucked myself over because before I filmed, I didn't, I didn't. Before I filmed other people, I never filmed myself. So like all the cool shit I've done in my life is it's like you know fishing stories. It's like oh yeah, one time I foofanooed the fucking Eiffel Tower, you know. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, when I do ride, that's like my favorite thing to hear people say. They're like, dude, I didn't even know you rode fucking bikes. <laughs> like I I live for that, dude. Dude, you're awesome. Yeah, you're like yeah. a little surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret. Shutter. I didn't even do. I didn't even do like half the shit I wanted to. Too. That's why, no, like, when everybody was I like, say oh, I was so sick. I was like, man, if I, I was not... as cool as I thought I was, you guys would be flabbergasted. <laughs> not say any of the tricks you did, but you, the the night before session, you weren't lying. Like Cornhucket was amazing, but there was so much energy that night before. Where I looked around a few times and I'm like, holy shit, I need to go to bed. This is insane. Like, yeah. it was popping off. And uh, if you're watching this stream, you better just just watch what Brant puts out because Noah threw down a couple fucking bangers the yeah. night before. It left me kind of speechless. That could have been that could have been its whole that could have been its own competition in 2005. Yeah, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dan would take a line, and there was like forty tricks in one line, and I'm like, yeah. "How is he still going?" <laughs> well, and the thing about Dan during that session was, is I went in there and I was riding at like three, and he was going hard. I left, drank for like three hours, came back to ride, and he was still fucking going at it. I don't think he ever <laughs> sat down, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It's a good one, and. <clears throat> that's like not even gonna be part of the Cornhucket highlights. It's its own thing. It's the pre-hucket. The pre-hucket, dude. That's a great idea. Holy shit! I gotta write that down. You could charge. You could charge <laughs> wristbands for pre-hucket. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, we man. go. I added that to my uh, my notes. <clears throat> Okay, you did. <laughs> What's that? I've only ever seen Noah ride. Am I the only one? Pretty close, dude. <laughs> Noah kills it. The first time I ever rode with Noah, he did like a hundred different tricks on a big box jump. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was at a time when I... I grew up riding Muncie Indoor, and that was... So it was a Brian Knott built skate park. Skate park. And uh, those were real fucking jobs. I mean, they, they were the the ramps that, like, Brett grew up riding, dude. Like, they were no fucking joke. So, like, you know, I grew up in an area where I had Glenn and Brett at full fucking power. And that's just, like, what was at my local, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, being a shitty... It's, it's, you know, local kid shit. Like, I thought I was just, like, some kid on a bike. But then people would come from out of town and they'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, you, ride, you know what I mean? It's just how it happens. It's awesome. Yeah. It, for anybody watching, there, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm dog shit. All I do is foof news and <laughs> fucking bar spins. I don't. I'm not that good. Leave me alone. So, <clears throat> Brant, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about this more later and and make it more official. And I don't know if you saw my notes or not, but anybody watching, I, I want the whispers to get out there. We uh, we uh. We know everybody wanted to ride that indoor so bad, and and you were right, Noah. Like I had too much, and you can't do that. Like it, it doesn't work out at Cornhucket like I want it to, but uh, 
the wife and I decided that we're going to pull the trigger and figure out a date probably in February and and do a big uh, like winter contest in the indoor. That's a banger idea. Hell yeah, yeah. everybody something else to look forward to for coming here and kind of focus on the indoor that way and try and come up with a good pro purse, stuff like that. And I, I think we're we're pretty excited about that. And Brant, you'll be the first person to know when we figure out the exact date, but most likely early February, so. And uh, I don't want my point earlier to make it seem like I was bummed that there was no, you know, jam in the indoor. I mean, I think no, that I think you were that, right. I well, no, no, I think that it it worked out great because there's no jam in the indoor, but that's why you show up on fucking Fridays so you can have that magical session beforehand. You know what I mean? That's how any other fucking, you know, like when you go to, I I. I'm sorry I'm going to do this. You're going to bring up Swamp Fest again. When you go to Swamp Fest, they (coughs) hold jams on any of the fucking cool shit, dude. They hold jams on that shitty-ass fucking Sabrosa rail, and then you got to stand there for an hour watching, you know, Scooby-Doo jump into mud. (laughs) Sometimes BMX is not about where the fucking jam happens. It's about where you are, you know? Yeah, and... And the big and the big thing was, and I, th- I think you touched on it afterwards, but I really thought deep about it. And we had just like finished 90 percent of that pump track and the hype was so real on it that I thought if we have a jam in here, the kids like you won't get everybody getting to just play. And we wanted right. everybody to be able to just play. And, mm. I, and I think that worked out well, even though there's a few dudes that would have liked to have shown their talents, you know, at a jam inside. I think it was more important that everybody just got to enjoy the indoor and uh, and then we kept the contests outside. So I, I think it did exactly that because anytime you'd go in there, like I walked in in the middle of the day between events and I didn't even recognize anyone who was riding inside, like not a single person. I was like, I don't know who any of you are. And there's like That's eight, awesome. there was only like five or six people riding the area with the box jump and then there was probably like five or six people riding the pump track and it was them doing exactly what you're saying just getting to play yeah yeah and What's... and i that's 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 what i love because then we get what the the final outcome of the jam that i got like last year hearing it again is everybody saying uh so many countless people came up and said best event i've ever been to or my kid just had the most fun they've ever had in their life, like stuff like that. And I just, I can't, can't wipe the smile off my face when I hear stuff like that. Cause then I know I, it was a success and we did uh, what we wanted to do. That's a real compliment, dude. Cause kids do not fucking lie. Like if your kid has a bad time, oh, they're not going to say no. <laughs> That's the truth. I can't flip it upside down. <clears throat> uh, what's, uh, what's the underground word on the on the outdoor ramp? Is it coming back? Is it scrap wood? What's the what's the deal? Yeah, I really I really wish you wouldn't have said bring the outdoor back because uh, I think I made the conscious decision yesterday when I was sitting on the deck that it's time to go. Time to go. <laughs> That's fine, man. It's just space for more shit. I I uh, it will leave a blank spot, and I don't know what we will do, and I can't say hundred percent but i know a vert ramp is somewhere in my yeah. head at some point is the only I will, thing i will fucking That's... move to nebraska <laughs> i swear to god i will move to nebraska it's no hold on i'm just saying because i will so i'm going to tell you a story you, you see how there's that linkage off the barn and the shed so that you can jump off the shed into the road 
dude. You know what I'm talking about, Noah? Yeah. You're going to okay. build an actual Skatetopia. No, I'm just saying, just saying, careful what you wish for and the yeah. promises you make. Because when Sean Burns was wanting to jump off my barn and he said it'd be really cool if those uh, buildings were attached, a week later I sent him a, a picture and he says, I kind of wasn't serious. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, just man. be careful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'll move there, but I'll definitely come like <laughs> ragabond for a couple months. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, know if I can ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to take one for the team. I mean, it's yeah. still in the Midwest. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, it is the, I think it's much like Flatland. I think it's the uh, another, like, not a lost art by any means because it's there. Woodward has it. You see Jamie Bestwick clips every day of destroying Vert. Right. Like stuff like that, but I don't think the opportunity is there, like it used to be when there were nothing. In Nebraska, when I grew up, uh, Tony Hillhouse was a pro vert rider, and he had a ten foot vert ramp in Lincoln, and uh, that's what we grew up learning how to ride was a ten foot vert ramp. And right. you just uh, you don't see stuff like that nowadays, and I'd like kids to have that opportunity if they wanted it. So. Yeah, I think that that's part of the reason it's gone away is because of the death of ten foot vert ramps. Because everything you see now is you know, 13 and a half foot, two foot. Of yeah. Vert, I won't be building a vert ramp like that. If I build one, it's right. going to be for 11. I said, that's max <laughs> 11 half foot of vert. Beautiful ramp. Um, yeah. So in like, I, you know, I've been slowly getting into vert since I was like, it's been a real slow burn since I was like 13, you know what I mean? And, oh. uh, so now I ride vert every chance I get, but okay. I say that, it's Every like, chance what? you get is twice a year. <laughs> exactly. Three times a year. I think I rode vert like three, four times last year. And then like someday, vert's not a, you know, you don't just go casually shred vert. Like if you ride vert three times a year, one of those days you're not feeling it. It's like, okay, I dropped in and now I'm over it. You know, like it, yep. it's a hard thing to get into. It is. Yep. That sounds like a cool idea, Carl, but I think you should build a freaking gate around it and have a lock on it so that you can make sure you are in control of who's on that thing. Brant wants a gate around any quarter pipe over four foot tall. No. All I can think about is people drunk at Cornhucket climbing up on the vert ramp and dying. That's BMX, dude. <laughs> okay, fair. They signed a fucking waiver, Brent. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you guys have no idea the anxiety I have when we play on the thirty-foot wall. Like, <coughs> oh, believe me, I do. I have the same anxiety because I'm yeah. standing beside it filming. I'm I'm very glad you guys mentioned Kaylin because she she was the toughest. Like that was insane. I'm like, oh god, she's gonna hate BMX. Like, as my, because I I know that girl very well. I love her to death. Her and her mom, they come here, and and I was just thinking, that's it. Like, she just took this mega fall to her face, skid slide down that. We're done. She pops up, hands go up, looks at everybody, and I'm like, yeah, she just uh, she showed how tough she is, and then she got up and rode it again, and I couldn't be more proud of her. That was so sick. Yep. Yeah, I could be. I might be just straight up talking out of my ass but i'm pretty sure that was like all on her own volition too she was like i gotta do it again yeah i gotta yep. do it and yeah that's her like... yep 100 percent 100 percent the girls do you take that and ziara jumping the the mega wow like yeah. what a time to shine uh and and good to you again noah saying that uh it's not like 
female riders nowadays. They're proving they are BMX riders. That that gave me chills when you said that because I truly believe that's that's where we're at right now with the progression. Uh, so that was really cool. Yeah, and I I think that's just like the mindset that this new generation is is coming into right because you had girls that have been going at it for so long to get it to that point that the girls yep. that are like in their early teens now that i mean that's they don't even have to think about it like that's just how it is you know yeah like, nina's put in enough work on the front end that they Good can just come in yeah. and be bmx riders you know and i'm yeah stoked on that Sick. yeah no, i i think there's a lot of cool shit uh bmx is headed towards definitely Carl, did you know that Ziara crashed on the Mega before the Mega's event and still sent it during the event? Uh, see, I didn't know that when she jumped it, and then I, I came to the Flatland pad later, and, she, like, she was worked. You could see, like, all the bruises, and she just looks at me, and I'm like, holy crap, you sent it. And, like, yeah, and then that's when I found out, and I was even more amazing she just absolutely shreds and uh i can't say enough cool things about her and her dad uh, i really can't yep her dad gets me stoked dude just like how stoked he gets it's like yep. second hand stoke shout out but yeah yeah sure. he just gets super stoked yep. yeah yeah no those i'm still not off the high like as you can see like you know People aren't gone yet. They're slowly filtering out, but uh fucking Tim, get out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna hate to get back to reality in a couple weeks. That's gonna suck. Couple weeks. <laughs> What's the next show you guys got lined up? What's that? You guys got any shows lined up? Yeah, as soon as we're done with this, we do a show for the Boy Scouts and then we do a big uh big car show at the end of the month that, that yeah. we're stoked on and then uh between that, I'm just finishing the last section of the pump track, and then uh, going to start planning on pushing that contest February event. Because um, I've got to start advertising early, so figuring that stuff out. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. We got to continue to do big things to raise money for a bathroom. Yep. Uh, Carl, on the note of that February thing, find out when Women's Weekend is going to be before you plan that. Okay. Thank you, Brant. Like yeah, I can find out is great. I definitely don't want to overlap stuff. Yeah. Um, I did want to tell you, too, I was thinking about it. I don't know if there's a better way to run an event than the way that Cornhucket is ran. An hour for each spot, like, maybe you could make an argument that that's, like, a little too long, but I don't even think that. I think an hour at each spot for everyone to do what they want to do until everybody's basically done and then 10 awards including adults and young shredders at each of the different things i just can't think of a better way to run an event where everyone will walk away feeling like they got to do what they wanted to do and they were stoked on what they got to see and what other people got to do it's like I can't think of, there's like no room for people to really be bummed except for thinking about like, oh, there wasn't a indoor section yeah. to it. Like, Well, it's just a product of, 
of what the nowhere compound is because like how how the fuck else would you even do it you know like because if you just have like a a traditional jam there where it's like oh you show up and you ride bikes i wouldn't fucking see you'd literally ride by yourself all weekend the thing's like 20 acres wide dude you'd never (laughs) see anybody like i like how we've gone from six acres to 10 acres to 20 acres it's 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 fucking 100 acres (laughs) wide dude it's it's so big (laughs) <laughs> that's thank you brant like the but i mean you remember from 14 like uh and and we've changed like each year and it's only we've only ran that exact uh curriculum the last three years because we kind of had to trial and error to figure things out and i'm i will say this year i played very close attention and this is huge kudos to the to all the pro riders that was that were here you'll go to a lot of events you know, that I remember being younger and being like an intermediate level kid in the first contest and stuff. And you're sitting up there in a ramp and you don't like unless you push your way in, all the big guys got to get their stuff in because they're top dogs. And yeah, uh, we talk like that. I was so happy to see the, the, the solid mix of no matter what event we were running at the time of the, the pros that came here are all a class sack they don't they don't make it about them they make it about us and and everyone that's there and uh, you'd see like a little kid then you'd see a double flip then you see like <laughs> yeah Ciara, Jumega, for the first time and like you just see that mix going on and just uh it just uh so proud at, at the way the riders back each other up everywhere it was it's so cool yeah you talking about uh talk about scrap contests earlier is that what we were getting at Cause I watched those kind of, I watched those like I would, those videos, I, yeah, I was there. and I was like, dude, if I was like, you know, if I had got the, the opportunity to be around during the scrap days, it's like I don't even think I'd fucking ride bikes right now. It'd be so intimidating. <laughs> it was very intimidating. I I rode three of them, and uh, and yeah, it was it was very scary at first. I remember I started first contest there uh, like as a beginner, and. One thing about contests back then that I noticed that, that that I didn't want kids to feel nowadays. I remember to place in my first Hoffman contest. I was at Scrap. I tucked the six foot double coping spine like 540 air. This is beginner, and so like I don't feel like that's a beginner status. But that's kind of where BMX was. They didn't have a true beginner class, and so every time we run a contest, we really try and have like a true beginner class like you're popping out of the ramp learning one footers um stuff like that so yeah those so you combine that with trying to drop in with some of the big dogs and everything and you were always scared shitless right in those contests so makes me think of like uh all that old bako footage when they'd go to the like the rampage contests and they'd just be like yep. oh, Eterno and all those dudes like flying around and then you got all those like little shitty bako kids running around with their mom's vhs camera and it's like <laughs> dude they had some fucking balls like <laughs> you go you go to rampage and they're like 180 in this box in 1988 <laughs> and then they're doing like flat flatland tricks over in the corner it's like yeah the yeah. rampage where i think i went to literally i don't know how many of those but i was at 10 or 12 of those they were so good dude the midwest is the shit (laughs) did you get did you guys mike kaiser was here speaking of midwest contest mike kaiser like i saw him freaking ran the pit like 
Mike was here and helped us judge trails and hung out all day. And yeah. like, yeah. or I, I mean, I guess he didn't help judge trails. He helped judge, uh, what he, no, he helped kids with bikes. I'm sorry. He was like over there doing mechanics, but it was such an honor for me. Cause Mike was, uh, the pit was my favorite skate park. And Mike was always so nice to me as a kid during my career and stuff. And for him to ride his motorcycle out here, help out with the event and tell me how great it was like dude i was beyond stoked Full yeah, Kaiser, and then you had streeby come through in the course of like two weeks dude <laughs> stream bmx legends you are dude I, yeah i i don't know if i've ever seen anybody go that fast that falls to the wall still have that much control and be 46 years old like <laughs> how's it feel to have proven, all these he proven to the flag wall first try guys like Brian did that? Yes. It's on the Instagram, he right? Ruben did? He ru first try. He just goes, he's over there dicking around with my skid loader, and he goes, I'm going to help you, but it's for my own selfish needs because I want to ride your wall. <laughs> so so he quickly fixes it, like, in a good way, but shittily in comparison to how you'd have it, like, riding smooth. Yeah. But So he puts a little bit of patchwork for a piece of wood, and first try, just rockets down that thing and Rubens my flag. And I I'm tagged like, you in the video, Noah. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Dude, he's still seriously a nut. He's I can't so believe you let him good. do that, dude. He'd <laughs> be pissed at you. Like, that's... <laughs> Who would be mad? The government. <laughs> he's, he's up there, dude. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Why is the government mad? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say anything else. He'll show up and fucking hit me. No, you forget we're an all-American made company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Just... <clears throat> yeah, that's insane. Streeby yeah, is... Streeby's a nut. Oh, my God. Streeby's... I don't know if anybody else was wall riding the Lexon window in the pump track, like at Cornucket. I don't know if you saw that, Brant. I saw not. tire marks there, and I wondered what that was from. Brian Streeby. Well, Streeby did it like, we were standing there in the pump track, and I go, well, here's here's the deal, Brian. Like, Sam and I were talking whether or not this is possible to double, and we put up this glass just in case somebody rides over it. Within 10 minutes, he had done, he took away every line from every rider, and we're like, okay, well, thanks, Brian. <laughs> so he did he jump from the roller to the plexiglass? Is that how that worked? So he did a couple different lines, uh, and I, I I posted a few of them, but, like, he'd jump out of the little berm, and he'd hip over the roller, then hit the next roller, wall ride over the glass, yeah. then, then curve wall ride the 180 loop, and hold on to the wall for another 10 feet until he could jump out into the roller. Yeah, and, that's the where he gapped. He like he yeah. double in, doubled out the berm. I love that. That was. We, we timed it because he was moving so fast. I from the time he jumped the corner, the very first berm, to the time he exited there was three seconds. So, so three giant gaps in three seconds. So, like there's no time to think. It's just whap whap whap. He's a nut. I'm watching. Do you this think right goes now. faster? Do you think Brian goes faster or Haas Podka goes faster? Uh, I would say Brian did a few more lines, but Noah Noah was like a rocket in there, and I didn't know what to say. It was like he had 
dynamite in his ass. Like, he <laughs> so fast. And then he tabled and touched either his table or <laughs> ceiling. Uh, he did, did the did the big daddy. You got to move the fucking rafters. He did yeah. The mile rate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Haas Vodka is, yeah. I'd like to see him and Brian race, actually. Oh, dude. I don't think he <laughs> like assembling all the fucking infinity stones that'd be a bad time yeah <laughs> seeing this transfer from brian is amazing yeah. after riding he's, there he's all he's like twice our age brant that's crazy he's yeah it's not far <laughs> off he's probably close to twice your age yeah, since yeah. you're younger than me oh he's definitely twice my age so, so funny thing about that, he's still riding it. He's riding a carbon frame, yeah. and uh, and he's only got the one bike. I know, and it's well, I know he's got more than one, but it, it was well, creaking the whole time, like exponentially, just right, 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 right. And I posted that video, and had all these people uh, comment, "It ramps look nice, but they don't sound like they ride very good." <laughs> <laughs> just no. kidding. It's actually the yeah. frame. Yeah, it was awesome. <clears throat> I was. Right, boys, I'm gonna head to bed. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. I gotta wake up early and go ride with Dan. So have fun. <laughs> that blows. No, I gotta wake you. up early and ride. Bye, hey, bye Tim. Tim. <laughs> yeah, I'm back to the office. <laughs> yeah. All right, love you guys. We'll see, see ya. Uh... Oh, I didn't mean Ooh. to end that. <laughs> That's my fault. Did you hang up on me? I didn't mean to do that. We're back. That's fine. Uh, I feel like to... we could wrap it up anyway. Yeah, probably <sighs> ought to. That was a really great way to end it, though. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I was stoked to have them in there. And, uh, yeah. And I'm, I wasn't going to acknowledge it while Carl was in here, but to the person who is dogging, all I'm going to say is that if Carl read your message, he would still invite you to come out and have fun and enjoy yeah. his place for free. And that's the kind of person he is. So to have the attitude that you do, it sucks to be you. And that's all I have to say about it. <clears throat> With that being said, be at Cornhucket next year. Sounds like you need to be at no the Nowhere Compound in uh, February. Sometime. Kim came in clutch saying Women's Weekend at Rays is the 10th through 12th. So there will be that at Rays. Then there will be a contest in the Nowhere Building. Yeah. Um, my closing remarks. Uh, the flip whip was Adam Streeby, not Brian Streeby. And um, we should do a live stream with Dan, sometime. Dan, just talk to him. Disabled, disabled Dan. Dan. I yeah. had that thought, like I wanted to do that at some point with him, talking. Yeah. Um, and I almost thought I wanted to wait until he was back at home to do Probably. it. Probably, yeah. And I don't know what is in your um, your featurette, but maybe wait till that comes out too. Oh, that's a great point. It, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point because he'll be back home. I might have even thought about that as well, 
thinking about waiting until that came out because that would mean he was at home and then be able to chat there. I just have to uh, gather some B-roll, watch through it, make some notes, gather some B-roll because he makes a lot of references in there to stuff that I can actually show. Right, right. So, yeah, that'll happen, hopefully, and there's the time difference we'll have to account for but i don't know that he'll care too much yeah what it's got to be close to like nine ten hour difference it's five or six really yeah Hmm. depending upon where he's at it it could be seven but i think it's five or six damn yep so uh this is yeah shout out to david linville in the (coughs) chat finally (laughs) Somebody from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, shout out to you for joining in on this, and we'll do it again, BMX this evening. If Casey decides he's given up on BMX After Dark, we're stealing the title back, and we're going to make this BMX After Dark. I like I like BMX this evening, actually. It makes it sound more... Or maybe we should do one... We should do one where you host. We should do one where I host. What do you mean by host? Yeah, since we got two names, we got one where you host. We got it, I mean it means nothing. It'd basically be the same fucking show, but have one where like I I don't know what I'm trying to do. Like it'd be two different entities and we have one, you know, cuz I, I want to do a live stream. I'd come on and be like, "What's going on, guys? My name is Noah McBride. Welcome <laughs> to BMX this evening." On tonight's schedule, we have, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm but. super unstructured, so yours can be the structured ones, and yeah. I'll be like, "Hey, Noah, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> I like how you came come in here with a uh, plan, and I am excited for it to uh, move forward with more of these. Yeah, well, oh. if I don't come in with a plan, then I'll, I'll just end up pissed drunk like the first one, <laughs> just rambling about dumb shit. So. That was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> Either oh, way. I'm sorry, Parrish. My bad. Uh, All right, we better cut this thing off. I'll be up here till fucking midnight, then. Yeah, and I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to work in the fucking morning, dude. I got to be on the job site at 7. It's an hour away. I'm oh, fucked. God. Yeah. Good luck, and uh, we'll talk soon. We'll do another one of these in the next week or two. God bless. Love you all. Have a good night. <laughs>